0: Fun crazy, not creepy crazy, The Riley and Kimmy Show. Kimmy! I got one name, Kimmy! The very mention of the
1: name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. But no, this is no dream. This is...
0: Kimmy! I got one name, Kimmy!
1: The original terrifying story of a maniac
2: Hello and welcome to the Riley and Kimmy Show. I am your host, the same one, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is the maniac. We have chained in the chair. Uh, We have restrained in a uh, a straight jacket and and we've taken the muzzle off. We had the Hannibal Lecter muzzle off right before uh, coming into the studio. And she is here and ready to go. And how are you, Kimmy?
0: Why, thank you. I'm fine.
2: Well, that's good. I, I have to ask you this question. Are you awake? This is where your companion told me to stop last night. Actually, most of what you said was incoherent. So are you with us, Gibby? Are you awake after your big dog nap before episode 540? I think I am. All right, I'm glad you are, and uh, thank you for joining us on this episode. We'll talk about comic books, pop culture, also a passing of a star who was part of the sci-fi fantasy world and action world, spy world as well, and a star we met that's kind of, well, maybe something... This star, the celebrities, went a little, you know, off the deep end. Yes, one we met at Spooky Empire a few years ago may have, uh, some say, crossed the line, and we will take a look at that. And also an upcoming comic book show, a big one, a toy one, that's in Florida. We'll have information about that. And a old-time radio tribute, as it is a flashback Friday, as we upload episode 540 of the Riley and Kimmy show but before we get to all that Kimmy you pointed out uh, earlier before your uh, dog nap and everything that uh, a good friend to the Riley and Kimmy show a brand new comic book pop culture experience in Florida in Orlando Florida gods and monsters posted a uh, video of their big event and what celebrity in the world of comic books is in that video George Perez. George is in that. Now, I did sit down and watch that because you pointed out something. How in the hell did we end up in that video? Mm. Now, we're not photobombing the video.
0: No, we can't it be, miss
2: you. Or would it be video bombing, uh, I guess, right. in, in this case. Uh, Over his left shoulder. Uh, sorry, George. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm almost like a Fred Flintstone devil. There, she you know (laughs) that? You know, I mean, uh, I'm kind of like the the devil there. Mm. George,
0: do it. Do it.
2: (laughs) But yeah, if uh, you want to check out George at Gods and Monsters, uh, Anna is there uh, with him. And so is the crazy man himself, and that's Todd. Mm -hmm. And it's a a good thing. And by the way, uh, be sure to friend them or like them on their Facebook page. they got a ton of videos of the the event. Matter of fact, a very good video. They just uh, posted on their Facebook page of the uh, the opening with uh, Todd and Anna and their uh, their mascot. And, it was, and you get an idea of just how many people were in line for that opening of uh, of the place. I mean, I, I don't know what the count was, but it, it, it was huge. And if you've not been to Gods and Monsters in Orlando and you are coming in for a vacation or you're in the area, be sure to check them out. And they are at the Artagon Marketplace, the formal Festival Bay Mall. Uh, very easy to find. It's really close to all the, you know, theme park things and all that. Mm-hmm. And there's there a lot of things to do in the area, and there's a lot of, obviously, art in the Artagon Marketplace to check out. So it, it's a place to find gifts and, uh, you know, just to spend some time, maybe to unwind, too, after the uh, the theme parks. I think you'll be surprised at what you find. This is not your typical comic book store. Now, there's been some criticism because of that from some uh Hardcore uh, collectors and comic book dealers uh, that I know. But uh, one of the things I have to stress to them is this is not a typical comic book store. And I believe is one of the reasons it will succeed in the 21st century. The old model that they are used to, in my opinion, is dated and uh, so antiquated that it's, it's going to be going away for the most part. Uh, And I think this is a a new player in a a new way. And it does not just appeal to those who are comic book nerds. And that's the key. It's appealing to those who have discovered comic books or actually the comic book characters, the superhero characters, outside in other forms, other ways, which means movies and TV shows and also video games. We know somebody very uh, very close to the Riley and Kimmy show, Devon, uh, who is a big fan. Uh, from DeLand, Florida. And she discovered Batman not from TV shows, not from movies. She discovered, and not definitely, and this is the key comic books. She is the biggest Batman fan I know of, for the most part. Uh, around, she discovered Batman from video games. Mm. So there are other outlets now that are not traditional that are bringing people in. And like Gods and Monsters is that kind of place that caters to those. So if you've never been there, uh go there with an open mind and they are growing what you're seeing right now is not the the end results it is evolving and will be changing within the next six months to some things we've talked to uh, todd fisher the co-owner about on previous episodes of the riley and Kimmy show which are available right here well right at our website which is rileyandkimmy.com. so be sure to check that out <laughs> Somebody who was tied to sci-fi, fantasy, and also the spy world passed away. Variety reports. Patrick McNee, famous for the role of the Avengers British TV series, passed away on Thursday of natural causes at his home in California. He was 93 years of age. Now, he played John Steed in the Spy-Fi show. Did you ever see that Spy-Fi show? You never saw that? Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. And he, Especially the years with... Emma Peel was the uh, female sidekick. It, it, it just had a certain class to itself, um, and it, it stands out to this day. I love the black and white era as well, but most people are familiar with the color one. If I remember right, 1966 is when it went colorized into America, and because really there was a push in America in 1966 for everything to be colorized on ABC. Uh, that's hence why Batman was debuted in all those splashy colors and everything. And certain shows that did not go color were not on the ABC lineup. They had to colorize shows like uh, 12 O'Clock High and Combat and things like that. If they didn't colorize them, out the roster they were for 66. But this show, it just, as I said, has a certain feel to it and, you know, a flair. Some even think the Go-Go Girl of the 60s was inspired by Emma Peel in the show in Mm -hmm. pre-1966 because of the fashion and the feel and and i tell you what the the end scenes of it uh i don't even know if it's her that they do a silhouette of him and her and she's doing some some martial arts stuff in silhouette i don't know if it's her and some dance moves and stuff like that but i could see how that would influence those you know those uh those silhouette dance things they did with the go go girls and stuff like that not necessarily just in the cages this is way before our time but i've seen videos and stuff Mm -hmm. or film footage i think it might have there's Mm -hmm. a possibility it did it's really worth checking out it's really cool now the original avengers tv series is still broadcast all over the world now when i was a kid a little kid uh one of the local tv markets did run it on occasion and i would be so upset when it ran because i thought the avengers on tv you know, I was expecting Tony Stark and all that kind of stuff, but it, it wasn't. It was this thing. What is this thing? It's a guy walking around with an umbrella. He never used a gun. Mm. He never did. He he had a cool umbrella though, Kimmy. He had a sword right at it. Oh yeah. And he knew how to use it. And she was the one who carried a gun, if I remember I had a golden gun in it. And so it just had a you know certain James Bondy kind of feel to it and just a really cooler than cool. Really cool. It, matter of fact, Aaron Spelling wanted to get the rights to the thing. For the United States back in 1960s he could not secure it and so what happened is he found a book that was really cool that was really catering towards girls and young female adults although guys were reading it too but it wasn't on television It had not been made into a movie and it was called Honey West and he thought man that Honey West thing's kind of got a feel to that and so that's how Honey West came to be with my favorite I think of the 50s slash 60s uh, she's right at the top of one of my you know the, the hotties of the '60s, and that is Anne Francis. And there's nothing like Anne Francis with a AC Cobra cruising around, cooler than cool, and doing karate and judo on people. And she's got all these neat gadgets and stuff like that. You know, and it's really a cool role because it was a, an empowered female, and mm-hmm. so it really stood out. And, you know, she she was the, the driving force of the show, not the guy at all, you know. And really, the guy never, he did kind of rescue her, but she really didn't need rescuing. People needed to be rescued from her. And she had the coolest pet on earth. A, uh, I can't remember what the kind of cat that was. It was one of the small, you know, ocelot. That's what mm. it was. She had an ocelot, and his name was Bruce. Mm-hmm. And Bruce would ride around in the cobra. And she had this cool office, and she press a, a knob and a door, and you go behind him, and she had have this secret, like, you know, headquarters, oh, it was just cooler and cool. And, but the show did not last because in 66 Avengers was coming in and 66, he was supposed to, Aaron Spelling was told by ABC, you want to be on the ABC lineup? We want it. We might throw it in with Batman. That would been so cool. Um, you got to colorize it. And he said, I don't want to spend $400 a week to colorize it. He was nuts. And he wouldn't do it, so the show went away. And that's why we only have one season of it. There are comic books, original comic books out there. Uh, I'm looking for those. And there's actually some original action figures. I don't know if you can find those of uh, Anne Francis. Really cool. But the Avengers are kind of tied there. So, you know, it's kind of cool. By the way, the person who played in the Avengers, we talked about here, who passed away Patrick McNee. He also made guest appearances on Columbo. But the big thing I actually know him for, Kimmy, bigger than actually he was on Love Boat and Frasier. And matter of fact, uh, was in This Is Spinal Tap and the 1985 James Bond film A View to a Kill. What I really know him for is some voiceover work that he did because he had a very unique voice. Hmm. And it was kicking off my favorite sci-fi show television-based, that is, in the 1970s.
0: There are those who believe that life here began out there, far across the universe, with tribes of humans who may have been the forefathers of the Egyptians or the Toltecs or the Mayans. Some believe that there may yet be brothers of man who even now fight to survive somewhere beyond the heavens
2: alright Kimmy any idea what that show is he did the original opening they used it on some of the episodes and some of the mix downs that they did of uh, movies can you tell me what that popular TV show you've met some of the uh, cast from it in the past at certain conventions and stuff it's one of my favorites of all time. It was influenced by Star Wars and there were some problems because of that. Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, Battlestar Galactica. He did the opening there for that. That's him. Oh, And he's immortalized with that to me. By the way, that is my favorite version of Battlestar Galactica. I do like the remake. I love uh, um, I can't think of his name right here. I, he played in uh, Miami Vice. He plays a uh, Adama and uh, i love him i mean uh, edward, edward
0: james almost that's it thank you uh
2: he he's fantastic in that but the original i just have fond memories and i love the way of, of its feel and it has more lightness to it i like that less than the darkness part and i love the original cylons even though i know they made their appearance in the the retool but this thing i, I just uh, really dug you know, Battlestar Galactica, but he's actually in it twice, in two ways. He does that intro, but he also does in another episode, or later on in the series, uh, it's an interesting episode, he plays almost like the devil. They discover him on a planet, and he's like a prophet, and has some special powers, and he turns the Galactica fleet against Adama, because he's showing... That he has these special abilities and things like that and you are wondering for a while is he good or bad and stuff like that but he's actually evil and he plays it very very well yes the effects are dated and they were limited with a limited budget but it's brilliant work with the effects john dykstra did at uh, what limited budget he did have by the way still looking for i had it in my possession don't have it now looking for the treasury edition of Battlestar galactica They did a treasury edition of that, which is, you know, or actually limited edition of those large size comic books. And what's interesting, I had 10 of those that I bought at reduced rate uh, way back when I think Walgreens or Woolworths or somebody had those in the mall. They came out and they just didn't sell and they had them for 50 cents a piece. And I bought 10 of those. Which mm-hmm. you know that was a lot of money even back then. So people were like, "You're crazy!" But I, I remember the lady when I took them out to the counter. She's like, "You want all ten of them?" I go, "Yeah." And I, I you know, I, I preserved those for a long period of time until they were taken away from me by somebody who decided that they were more important to them than to me. Yes, mm-hmm. one of those comic book thieves. We do not like those, do we, Kimmy? Mm-mm. No. anyhow, I hope to find one of those at an upcoming uh, convention, and which we will be talking about. So uh, you know, we uh, definitely are uh, sending our little tribute here to the passing of Patrick and uh we have more information right on our website which is rileyandkimmy.com now we started out the uh episode here number 540 about a celebrity that may have just went a little bit you know I don't know if they've hurt their career or not Kimmy that is the big question with some comments that they've made just recently online now the individual we're talking about is somebody that you have met at Spooky Empire a few years ago Yes, Kimmy, can you identify that mystery celebrity with their fine voice there in singing work? Who is it?
0: Rose McGowan.
2: That's right. You remember meeting Rose McGowan, right? Oh yes.
0: You may, you remember her? Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, we have a photo. And as a matter of fact, I'll have that available right on our website at uh, for Flashback Friday from our meeting of her. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, she is tiny. That's all. I think mm-hmm. I have to say? I mean, really, really small. And the photo that is uh, of us together, uh, she's actually wearing heels. Mm-hmm. I think what six? Would you say six inches? Probably. And, and I mean, and that and she she she's tiny. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, what is going on? I, I, you're totally clueless to this. right? No,
0: you're... I I did read something about it.
2: Okay. Well, Variety states following Rose McGowan's tweets, stating she was fired by her agency. Variety has confirmed her agent Sheila Wenzel had left innovative artists earlier this week and her absence possibly had something to do with the agency's decision to let McGowan go. Now, McGowan had tweeted Wednesday night that she had been fired by her agents over comments she had made last week regarding a role she auditioned for in an Adam Sandler film. Now, a source tells Variety that Wenzel actually left the agency earlier this week and that her exit had nothing to do with McGowan. Now, the source wasn't a part of the meetings, but said they believe that once Wenzel left, the wheels were already in motion to drop McGowan in light of her comments about the audition. McGowan claims she was fired after publicly condemning a casting call as sexist. The Charmed alum tweeted last week that she didn't appreciate having to audition, which asked actresses to come wearing a form-fitting tank that shows off cleavage, push-up bras encouraged. Quote, I just got fired by my wussy acting agent because I spoke up about the bull in Hollywood. Ha, ha, ha. Hashtag douchebag. Hashtag awesome. Hashtag bring it. She tweeted on Wednesday night. Quote, the awesome thing about being an artist, you can't be fired from your own mind. Hashtag freedom. That's what uh, she just recently posted on Twitter
0: that is going on Twitter right now
2: (laughs) yes and some other things go on Twitter back and forth now the thing she was talking about is a quote right here which they do have on Variety notes Please make sure to read the attached script before coming in so you understand the context of the scenes. Wardrobe note, black or dark form-fitting tank that shows off cleavage, push-up bras encouraged, and form-fitting leggings or jeans, nothing white, unquote. That's what she had a problem with. And I'm wondering if she had a problem with the fact that she had to audition for Hmm. the role. I I mean, I just wonder. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if it's smart of her to have done this. I, I don't know. You know, uh, at all. Anyhow, Rose McGowan is a director, Kimmy. Really? Oh, yes. You might remember, I think, the Riley and Kimmy show a year or so ago was talking about how she was raising money for a film.
0: And Mm. I don't know
2: what uh, crowdfunding campaign she did. I don't remember if it was Kickstarter or what, but she did. Well, she does have a film out. Her short film directorial debut called Dawn can be viewed on our website It is 17 minutes and 25 seconds long. Uh Uh-huh. And her own words describing it, Dear viewer, Dawn is a cautionary tale. We hurt girls with casual negligence. We change the course of lies with a stereotypical view shared thoughtlessly. We shape the minds of the innocent. Let's think different and be better. My inspirations were varied. I wanted the color palette of The Parent Trap from 1961, the loneliness of Edward Hopper painting, the driving tension of Night of the Hunter mixed with Hemingway's unsparing style of editing. These greats are my teachers. I layered a lot into Dawn and feel it's best watched twice. Please enjoy for free and pass it on. Thought plus art equal freedom. Peace. Rose McGowan, unquote. Mm-hmm. So we have that available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. I know you're such a big fan of Rose McGowan's Kimmy, you will uh, you will check that out, won't you? Mm, sure. And uh, be honest with me, I'm not as you know, I love Rose McGowan. Uh-huh. So you know I was in like Rose McGowan Heaven at spooky Empire for having her that weekend and we met her a couple different times. but you you didn't have a good time, did you meeting her?
0: Uh, yeah
2: no. Okay. and why is that?
0: Um, she. Her personality wasn't exactly sparkling. Hey, when we I, met her, I, I
2: disagree. She was very warm and fuzzy and friendly to me.
0: I don't even think she knew she was meeting you. Oh, be nice! How dare you say that? I can't believe you. See, that's I what, think she, her Kimmy? I think she was a little influenced by Kimmy? something.
2: Kimmy, what? Kimmy, stop it! I love her. Stop that. You know, and by the way, one of my favorite things. You know, I never watched her actually in Charmed, and one of the things I I, I did watch her. I just didn't listen to the show. I'd mute it. Mm. And uh, the thing I you know really love her for is Planet Terror, of course, and Death Proof. She mm-hmm. does play Pam in Death Proof. Most mm-hmm. people don't realize that's her, the blonde uh, and that goes for the first uh, ride with stuntman Mike his chariot awaits her and she should not gotten in that car anyhow uh yeah that's her and i love her in those two films
0: mm-hmm. uh
2: and and some other things too you know i i can't believe it. and then she did that one uh talk show host thing that was a haunted movie that uh, a friend of ours gave me as a birthday gift remember mm-hmm. I, uh something lane can't remember what it was called
0: and uh yeah, Rose something. Rose Lane, Rosewood Lane, know, something, something, like yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And then Wood She Lane. did Jawbreakers. <gasps> yeah. See, she's cool. I love her. Yeah, How yeah. dare you
2: pick on her? I can't believe that. That's uh-huh. that, that's not nice. You know. Uh-huh. Gee, and that was a gift to me. Uh, and see, now you're 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 tarnishing the gift that you gave me to. I'm that, just that we saying can,
0: she was a, seemed a Kimmy, little numb to the experience. That is not
2: true. Don't listen to Kimmy. Kimmy's just being one of those girl things. You know, you're just Kimmy. Mm-hmm. Kimmy, you are, you're you are, you're, you're being one of those girl things on there. Now just be nice now. Anyway, we have more information about that Variety article about Rose right on our website. Also, Rose's directorial debut, we have Dawn right there. At RileyandKimmy.com.
0: Over here is my comic book collection. Feel free to browse. There's a box of disposable reading gloves on the nightstand.
2: And there's a chance coming up this weekend for you to add to that big comic book collection, Kimmy. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. If you happen to be in the, uh, you know, St. Augustine area of Florida, you know, like in Jacksonville, Daytona Beach, or anywhere that you feel that it's, you know, comfortable to make that drive. It's going on at, in St. Augustine, and that's the Comic Book Connection Comic Book Toy Show, and it's happening on this coming Saturday and Sunday. Now, one of the cool things is Joe, the uh, promoter, has added the first 20 paying fans who attend this event get 14 free comic books apiece instead of seven. Ooh. Ooh, Yeah, and he does have thousands to pick from. Be sure to add some time You know, don't rush yourself with that. You want to give yourself some time to actually scour through what he is offering for free. Now, the show's special, all toys, 25% off price marked. And I understand if I'm not uh, totally off base here, I think he's added some different toys and uh, things right there. Mm -hmm. So if you've attended to his other CBC shows, his other Comic Book Connection shows, you might be surprised with the addition of some toys. Now, 90% of all Golden Age comic books, Golden Age, here, yes, this is a place you can find Golden Age, 25% off, price marked. Hundreds of Bronze and Silver Age comic books, 25% off, price marked as well. It all happens this weekend, Saturday, June 27th, and Sunday, June 28th. Saturday, doors open at 10, go to 6, Sunday, 10 until 5. Now, admission is $7 a day, $12 for both days, and one child free under the age of 12. With a paying adult. Seven free comic books with that paid admission unless you're, you know, the one of the first 20 on that Saturday uh, and then you get more. And get this, free, you know, seven free comic books. Free. Thousands to choose from. Plus your choice of a one-inch superhero button to each paying adult attending the show each day. Door prizes all day long starting at noon, both days, and Joe's door prizes are just they are strange in a good way. I mean, it's Joe Joe magic that happens because I'm a friend with Joe. He's a friend to us, both of us. And I know for a fact, I can verify this. He does not set up ahead a list. Okay, I'm going to give away this. I'm going to give away that. Okay, I'm going to put No, no, no. It's random decision time. <laughs> I mean, and it's chaos it, it, in control chaos in a good way. He's like going around the back rack. He pulls off some very nice things and gives it away Mm -hmm. out of nowhere and you wouldn't expect him to do that and he does so that alone is worth trying to to get okay because he does give away some very nice things all day long Hundreds of new shrink wrap sets, 25% to 50% off, 120 all-new 50-cent comic boxes. You heard right, 120 of these things. They're huge, right, Kimmy? Mm -hmm. And they're loaded. 200 new title issues in order, $1, $2, $3, and $5 in up boxes, plus (laughs) thousands, actually. I was going to say hundreds. No, i got to correct myself. Thousands of silver and bronze-age comic books at best prices anywhere. Hundreds and hundreds of toys and action figures. And by the way, he does look for collections to buy out or trade so if you have something uh, that you want to maybe trade for bring it in he will deal with you or if you want uh, maybe him to buy out your collection head right there and that is the comic book connection we have a link right on our website it's happening this weekend and uh, tell him tell joe say hey the riley and kimmy show sent us here Mm -hmm. And uh, he'll treat you very well. Now, being uh, that event happening this weekend and it's a flashback Friday, I thought it'd be a good thing to continue our old time radio uh, visit with the Adventures of Superman. Now, we've been playing some episodes, which is a little uh, different what we've done in the past because these are part ones, part two and we're up to part three. Okay, And the other episodes are available right on our uh, website, part one and part two, if you missed them. And what we're doing is going back in time right now to March 31st, 1940, The Adventures of Superman. The episode's called Alonzo Craig, Arctic Explorer. This is part three on the Riley and Kimmy Show.
1: Up in the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who walked about among human beings disguised as Mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him, Superman was in the wilds of Ellesmere Land with Captain Ike Waters, navigator and sled driver, searching for the famous explorer Alonzo Cragg, missing three years, and also for Professor Peters and Ray Martin of the Daily Planet. Our story continues today, several hours have gone by. It is morning, and a thin northern sunlight streams in through the igloo opening. Kent and Walters are still discussing the mysterious object found by Kent the night before. Listen. Let me see. Let me see that diary you found here, Negro. My gosh, Kent. You really think it's Martin's? Positive. I'd no Ray's writing anywhere. And you say it was buried under the ice. Yeah, the Indians got almost everything else. But they didn't get this. There isn't a doubt of it, Walters. Sure seems not. Those devils did to Peters and Martin just what they tried to do to us. And Martin writes it all down. Listen to this on the last page. Here, can't write much more. They are closing in. We'll try to hide the diary. I'm convinced Crag is still alive. That stops. Then the Indians came. Right. The Indians came. We may never know what happened next. But I don't understand it, Walters. I listen. I'm going outside. I'll feed the dogs and unpack the sled. I'm coming too. Give me a hand up, Kenny. Oh, now you stay where you are, Walters. was a nasty clip on the head you got. Oh, I'm all right. Hey, look where we got to last night. We're right on the edge of a coastline. Look, will you? There's open water out there. And what's that thing? Walters, look. I see it, Kent. Coming right down the street. It's a native kayak. Eskimo canoe. Well, I wonder what he's after. He's a scout. Look at him drive that kayak. Say, I reckon he don't see them walruses. He better watch out. Quick. I'll go down one side of that little point. You go the other. We'll catch him and make him talk. Oh, Ken, I, I'm sorry. I can't make it. What? Huh? I, reckon, I reckon I'm reckon i just about all in, Ken. Just... Oh, 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 oh. oh he just fainted. He'll be all right. And is that a bit of luck? Superman can do so much better than Clark Kent. And with Walters out of the way, who'll be the wiser? Off we go. <laughs> Down to that point. He can't see me now. I'll be able to see him and jump out at him when he comes by. Uh, this'll do it. Now that. A... Oh, he's certainly traveling. Must be out for exercise. And he doesn't see those walruses. Oh, what's the matter with him? He's heading right past them. By the fool! Huh, that old fool's getting ready to charge. He's after the kayak. Oh, he's got him. I think it's time Superman took a hand in it. Up we go! Up! Up! Faster! Faster! Certainly going to be cold. Got to hurry. He's closing in. Paddle, you fool! Now then, down! Down! Oh, he's got the kayak. He's upset it. Down! Faster! No, you don't. I want this man myself. Get away from here. Go on, beat it! Have to get this man before he drowns. Get down in that kayak right now. Come on, I said, get out. All right, if you won't leave, I will. Got to pick this fellow up and take him ashore. Now then, got him loose. Turn him over. Oh, great heaven. not an Indian at all. What? Professor Peters, and he's half drowned. Well, I got Peters and Walters on my hands now. Up we go. Back to the hut. Up. Up and away! Right. right, Professor. How's it going now? Mr. Kent, I... I can't thank you enough. That bull walrus. Killers, killer them bulls. Uh, Say, do you mind telling us what misunderation you were doing paddling that kayak? Doing? When? Just now, when we looked. You were standing down that straight like the devil was after you. My dear Captain Waters, the devil was after me. The devil chief of the Cunalaca Indian. What? He's coming this way? The old medicine man? Professor, you've actually seen him? Yes, Kent, I, I've seen him. The chief will never die. When I last saw him, he was preparing a tribal sacrifice. What? A sacrifice? Yes. Just so, Captain. One in which poor Ray Martin and I were to be the central figures. <laughs> he What are they going to do? Oh, my dear fellow, it's much better not to ask. Do you know? Yes, I... I have seen the preparations. Just before I escaped... Because one or the other of us can't. Martin is sick. I went for help. What's that? Martin's sick. <laughs> he that sacrifice. When when are they going to do it? I I think I heard them say noon. Noon? Although, well, you've got the watch. What time is it now? Kent, Kent, you can't do anything. The professor and me can't walk. In any way. Oh, what time is it, ma'am? Half past eleven. Professor. there's Indian camp. Where is it? How far away? Oh, Kent. Kent, you. You can't do it. it it's horrible, but. But you can't. All right, it. all right. Where is it? It's up the coastline. But it's. It's 20 miles. You. You can't possibly get there. Kent. Kent, what are you doing? Come back. What do you think I'm doing? I'm going to get very much. I know, but you can't. Kent, Kent. You're out of your mind. One man against a tribe. Well, maybe they haven't got guns. I know, but they haven't, but. But you can't get there in time, can you, you? You really, really, you can't do it. Well, they may be late. May not start at noon. I'll take the dogs. You and Walters stay here in the hut. You said follow the coastline, eh? All right, so long. wait a wait, wait, wait. Wait. can't make it, eh? Well, we'll see if I can. Gotta take these dogs part of the way, just for the sake of appearances. After that, well, we'll see if Superman can't beat the clock. All right, come on, on your feet, Chico, Frisco. All right, now get it. Out. This is something like about 50 times faster than dogs. Let's see now. Peter said 20 miles up the coast ought to be there. Huh. What's that? Smoke. That's it. That's the camp, all right. Just a hurry, hurry. They're all out there. Got some kind of an altar, big stone. I'll circle over and see what they're up to. i afraid i got to break up the party if you don't stand back with those clubs. Watch it, you. Ah. Oh, you would, eh? Well, let's see you stop this. There. Ah. Ah. That's all for you now. Can't stop any longer. Ray. Ray, are you all right? Ray. Six is almost dead. Ray, it's Clark Kent. You're saved. It's all right. Ah. Let me in those ropes. Ah. Ah. There we are. That does it. Up we go. And just in time. Up. Up. Way ah. Now, he's in a bad way. have to get back to the sled and pack him in the blanket. Faster! Faster! Even then, I don't know. Faster! There they are. Down. Down! Down! There they are. That's it. all covered up. Ray. Ray, are you all right? Ray and Spark don't you know me? It's Kent. Clark Kent. Uh, Kent. Good old Kent. Look. No, you have gone. Ray, you bet I came. Oh, you'll be all right now. Everything's going to be all right. No. No. No use. I'm going, Kent. Going fast. No. Listen. Ray, no, no. You're not going. Listen, no. Kent. Listen. Please, Kent. All right, Ray. What is it? Uh, map. Map, Kent. In... In the pocket. Map. A map. All right. All right. Forget the map, Ray. No. No, no Kent. Map. Shows... to the secret. Gallery. What? Gallery. Milton, Kent. Gallery. Where... Where... treasure, here, Kent. Look. Look up the north ice caves. Far, far down in ice. Oh, Ray, Ray, never mind the treasure. Do you think we care about that? Gold. So... Gold. Emerald. Kent. Take, laugh, and find it. And that's not all. Look out, Kent. Careful. Craig. What? Ray, what did you say? Craig. Alonzo Craig Ray Ray, what about Craig? Where is he? Yes Alonzo Craig Yes Look out Craig Ray Ray Martin Ray, what is it? Ray, what about Alonzo Craig? No use Whatever it was We'll never know. Not now. (laughs) Alonzo Craig. What weird, unbelievable truth had Ray Martin discovered in his long-dying watches at the Kunalaka Indian camp? What of the map and the fabulous treasure of the North? Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. And remember... Be sure to tune in the next thrilling installment of the amazing transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!